Gail Trotter, a conservative voice for you, right inside our nation's capital. Legal and political analysis. Gail Trotter, hear the truth from right inside D.C. It's Gail Trotter, stomping through the swamp for you in heels. Now, The Gail Trotter Show. Hi, I'm Gail Trotter, host of Right in D.C. I want to talk with you today about the Super Bowl, the performance of Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, and what that means for the Latino vote in 2020. I found it very interesting to watch the Super Bowl show. I was excited about it. I'm a fan of Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. I really like their music. I think they are phenomenal dancers and they are part of the uh, musical tradition that we have that a lot of people enjoy from all over the country, all over the world. They're extremely popular performers. And I find it personally inspiring too that Jennifer Lopez is 50 years old and she looks phenomenal and she is still an outstanding entertainer. I wasn't able to watch the halftime performance as it occurred live, but I did catch it the next day. And that was after there had been a lot of consternation about the performance. We heard from very famous Christians like Franklin Graham, son of the uh, very big worldwide evangelist Billy Graham, who was not happy about the performance. And yet I can't help but have my own frame of reference. I remember when I was a child that when Michael Jackson was a worldwide superstar, he would unfortunately grab his crotch a lot. And when you think about the entertainment that happens at most NFL football games, a big part of it is the presence of the cheerleaders. And I also remember being a child of the 80s, watching the Dallas Cowboys in the skimpiest of costumes, uh, running onto the field and cheering on their, their fans. So I'm not really understanding where there's so much criticism coming about Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. I respect these Christians' views of the performance, but I don't think that they have a lot of weight, that the criticisms don't resonate with me. However, I'm going to link down below to an article that is entitled Jennifer Lopez's Super Bowl Performance Said More to Latinos Than White People Realize. And I think that there's been a lot of criticism of the halftime performance for the policies, the political message that it's supposedly communicated. In this article that I'm linking below, it talks about a pre-performance interview that Jennifer Lopez gave to the Los Angeles Times in which she said, I think it's super important for two Latina women to be headlining the Super Bowl, especially right now in Trump's America, which I don't know how she said it because I'm just reading it instead of listening to it, but it sounds very ominous to call it Trump's America. And uh, the article notes that Miami, where the Super Bowl was held, is over 72% Hispanic population. And there, this article goes through talking about how there was a political message in the children during the halftime performance being in these kind of gilded lit up cages, which the, the writer took to mean that there was an allusion to the border policy of the Trump administration, which of course started under President Obama. And you might remember the famous photo of a child in a cage <clears throat> that was circulated as what was happening under the, Obama, the Trump administration was actually a post-dated picture 
from when President Obama was in office and it was what was happening under his administration. So just more fake news as we're all used to that. Uh, this article also talks about how although Jennifer Lopez was born in the United States, she's of Puerto Rican heritage and it referenced a Versace flag coat that Jennifer Lopez wore in the halftime show which had the flag of Puerto Rico on one side and the flag of the United States on the other side and the article says that it's a mixed message because Puerto Ricans, some of them want to become a state part of the United States as a state, as an individual state, and some Puerto Ricans want independence. And it's kind of a mixed message to the Puerto Rican community, which was very interesting and maybe was lost on some uh, non, some people who are not paying attention to what's going on in Puerto Rico. Uh, also, I think it's very interesting, you might remember President Trump and his administration was given no end of grief for how they handled the emergency relief in the aftermath of the hurricane that devastated Puerto Rico. And you might remember that recently in the news, it's come out that the corruption in Puerto Rico is off the charts and there was a transition of power because of this corruption. And when President Trump was criticized for throwing paper towels, that's just masking the true criticism that is deserved for the people who were in power in Puerto Rico and left tons of supplies, emergency supplies that had been given to help the people of Puerto Rico in warehouses where they did not have access to that. So I think it is interesting that these issues that have gone through uh, through this entire administration, and it has been a way that the media have hammered, hammered, hammered President Trump and his administration. And when the truth comes out, the media, they try to stifle the true stories. But unfortunately for them, uh, this stuff comes out, it eventually comes out, and it does not reflect well on the corrupt parts of the Puerto Rican government, and it does reflect well on President Trump, who was trying with marshalling federal resources to try and help the people of Puerto Rico who were victims of this natu natural disaster. I also thought it was interesting in the halftime show that Jennifer Lopez and her daughter sang a version of Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. And uh, I think that just underscores the power of music, the power that music has to to join all of us, to bring us together. And unfortunately, when celebrities decide to insert their politics into their entertainment, then that's something that's divisive. And it's something that we have seen recently with Taylor Swift, who was very apolitical for a long time. And then in the run-up to the 2018 election, decided that she was gonna jump in and she was going to assert herself. And unfortunately, that alienates a lot of fans who love her music and feel like she's a force for good in the United States. And they identify with, with her lyrics and the power of her music, but then they're very put off by this political espousal that she has of very um, far left radical views. And I think the same could be said for J-Lo and Shakira. Uh, certainly stars are entitled to have their opinions. I am a big believer that we don't need experts to tell us what we believe, but certainly when they're out there at a, a halftime show that's 
supposed to bring people together, people who enjoy sports, people who are gathered with their families and their friends, enjoying a fun evening to take us away from work and all the troubles of the world. It's disturbing when those types of events become political. Finally, a big reflection that I had in all of this was, is Jennifer Lopez correct? that there is something ominous or foreboding about Trump's America. I'm gonna link down below to an article by Rona McDowell, who is, um, I'm sorry, Rona McDaniel, who is the chairman of the Republican National Committee. And she wrote this piece talking about the first three years of the Trump presidency and how many achievements have been made for Latino Americans. Uh, Certainly the economy has given many opportunities to people of all races and all ethnic backgrounds. But specifically in this piece, she talks about the average annual revenue of Latino-owned businesses was 26.5% from 2017 to 2018, and it increased to 46.5% in the most current year, 2018 to 2019. And the, the Latino-owned businesses are thriving as the economy is thriving. There are more opportunities. Unemployment is going much lower, so you're getting people onto the uh, path to success. They're not having as many roadblocks to advancement, and we have seen a big commitment by the Trump administration to these opportunity zones that help disadvantaged neighborhoods come back to life and give more opportunities to them. I also really liked how Rona talked about the Trump administration's opposition, strong opposition to socialism. Uh, We saw in the State of the Union that President Trump recognized Juan Guaido, who is the interim recognized president of Venezuela. And we remember all of the Democrats who were praising Venezuela as being the socialist haven, the wonderful Venezuela. And if only we could have policies more like Venezuela, then Americans would be happier. And yet we saw over the last few years, the violence, the the total persecution of political opponents in Venezuela, the destruction of Venezuela as a powerful economic force and as a strong nation in, um, in our hemisphere. And we have seen President Trump try to give support to the freedom-loving people of Venezuela. We've also seen a change in policy from the Obama administration that coddled Cuba and the communist dictators there. I will never forget the picture of President Obama enjoying a baseball game with the leader of Cuba. And you think of all the people who have been killed and tortured and persecuted by the communist regime in Cuba, and to see President Obama just yucking it up with the with the leader of Cuba was just a jarring image. So President Trump's administration has rolled that back and is definitely a strong force and voice for freedom in the entire world. Also, I think it's very important, we attended and gave you a report from the March for Life this year, and there were so many people who had traveled from all over the country to be part of the March for Life, and we interviewed many of them who were Latino and are very, very committed to the cause of life. And Rona McDaniel talks about how President Trump respects life. 
he was the first president in history to address the March for Life live. And Rona McDaniel makes the point that President Trump shares the values of the Latino community. And so in thinking about all of this, uh, the halftime show by Jennifer Lopez and Shakira was a cultural moment. And I don't know if we'll keep talking about it months from now, but it's certainly an opportunity to think about President Trump, his administration, their outreach to the Latino community, and the fact that they have delivered results for the Latino community, for all Americans. And it will be very interesting to see, and we will be following very closely how President Trump does with this community in the 2020 presidential campaign and election. This is Gail Trotter, right in D.C. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. And listen to her show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and other podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show. You can handle the truth.